On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, November 24th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, Andrew McGinnis, the whole entire crew is alongside today, ready to break down a massive, huge, gigantic, enormous, whatever word you want to use to describe it. It fits 14 games on the NHL card. Uh, We're going to dive right into it, and we will start with the Montreal Canadiens and the Washington Capitals. Washington minus 200. Home favorites in this game, six the total, uh, shaded slightly to the under. Uh, we got Washington returning home off a uh, road trip that went through uh, Anaheim, L.A., uh, San Jose, and Seattle. A two and two road trip for them. It ended with a five two loss to the uh, Seattle Kraken, and now they're returning home for that first game. A little bit of a tricky spot for Washington, but they do get the uh, benefit of two full days off. Some teams they just get the one day off following the road trip, so that should make things a little bit more. Uh, digestible here for the uh, Capitals. Uh, Montreal, we know it's been a rough season uh, for the Canadians. Uh, they snapped a four-game losing streak, though, with a 6-3 to win uh, over Nashville uh, on Saturday. Uh, we will see if they can build on that, something they've not been able to do. You talk about uh, Montreal Canadiens off a single victory this year. Hasn't been pretty. Uh, there's no question. You see, they beat Detroit. They lost the next game. They beat Detroit again. They lost the next game. They beat uh, Calgary. They lost the next game. So that's been the way it's been all season for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Just have not been able to win uh, two games in a row. I don't love this spot, though, for Washington, though. It is off the road trip. They're still also dealing with these injuries that we've talked about now on the show for a few games. Lars Eller's still out. Nicholas Backstrom's still out. TJ Oshie came back, and now he's out again with another injury. This time it's his right foot that's uh, injured. And, and as a result, he's not likely to suit up here uh, for this game tonight for the Capitals either. So. And Connor Sheary as well, uh, day-to-day uh, with an injury, a back injury, a lower body injury, sorry, is what kept him out against Seattle uh, on uh, the weekend. So keep an eye on these injuries for Washington. It's a game that I lean slightly to Washington in regulation here, but you know it's a big price. Montreal did win. They just haven't been able to build on it at any point. Again, this team that's not won two in a row yet this year. So that's the task here for the Montreal Canadiens. So of all the games on the card, this is the one that I have – uh, the one of the least amount of opinions on. So it's going to be a pass for me. Alex, your thoughts here, uh, Habs and Capitals. Yeah, I agree. This is not uh, one of the, the spots I like tonight. And I like a lot of spots this evening. But, uh, you know, this, it, like I said, the, the price is, is awfully high. And with good reason, Montreal's been in poor form. Washington, they just keep on winning, which uh, is distressing. I was looking at some of my futures plays, and I have Washington uh, under uh, 92, uh, 93 points. They're probably going to sail over that if they keep this pace right now. So uh, they just seem to be on, on a good run. 
we talked about it off air about how this particular day, the day before Thanksgiving, we see a lot of overs. Uh, and this might be one of those games that I, you know, if, if you're a parlay player, which I'm not, I do it every now and then, it might be one to tie in possibly with a few other games. I like this over. Uh, if I had to play something, I could see where, you know, Montreal said they're not going to just lay down. They'll get a couple of goals, but we know, you know, you poke the bear that is the Washington uh, Capitals, especially on the power play. They'll get some goals uh, going in their way as well. So I could see this one possibly going over that six. Yeah, it's good. Possibly because the overs in the series history has been pretty strong with head-to-head matchups. But the one concern is Jake Allen's coming back from Montreal. He's the best goalie they've got. And Ilya Samsonov's been lights out. Two straight shutouts for him uh, against the LA Kings and the San Jose Sharks. He has been magnificent these last few games in net for Washington. So that could be the one fly in the ointment with this game being a high-scoring one. What do you think here, Jimmy? Uh, Montreal-Washington. Yeah, it's, guys, it's going to be a Jimmy pass for me. I just not a great feel on it like you guys. It's one of those games that, you know, with so many games on the roster tonight, it's just not standing out. It's uh, You're going to have to get something, grab a little more attention for me. And, you know, you make a good point, Ian, uh, that they did have that extra day off. That could play it. So if I was going to play anything, I would lean towards the caps on maybe in regulation. Um, but other than that, I'm going to just pass all right, Andrew, uh, the Habs, your team has just been unable, completely unable to win two in a row. Is this the night? I, I don't think so, but uh, I'm going to cheer. I'm going to hope so uh, as far as, you know, fandom goes. But uh, I told you guys I've had a pretty good read on the totals uh, with the Habs. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, maybe it's because I, part of me doesn't want to go against them all the time. I have bet against them a couple times this season. But when you're making money on the totals, you, you kind of want to stick to that here. And I'm going to go after an exciting game. We saw 6-3 uh, from the Habs over Nashville. I think that, uh, the, you know, the, the time since their last game, been a couple days now, it seems like, you know, there's some uh, clips going around where they were celebrating in practice and good vibes there. Uh, Washington playing obviously great hockey as of late, um, besides that loss against Seattle. But that was a typical bet against spot for a team on the road. Um, you know, I think that they're going to want to get back and play quality defensive hockey in Montreal. Let's be honest. I always say this. That's when they're at their best is when they're limiting chances, um, playing low scoring hockey. And I've said this countless times. I'm pretty sure um, still to this point on the year when they have scored over three goals or three goals, at least they have won games. And obviously they're allowing at a really bad rate right now, but I feel like they can play better defensively and no Hoffman um, still no. Paul Byron, they have lots of injuries, you know, defensively as well. And Jake Allen back. I don't think they'd have Jake Allen back tonight if he wasn't ready to go. So give me the under here, guys. All right, liking the under here with uh, Montreal and Washington for Andrew. All right, Philadelphia, Florida. We've got Florida minus 230 uh, home favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. And uh, we've talked about how impressive, even without Alexander Barkov, the Florida Panthers have been. They're still an unblemished 10-0 and uh, on home ice this year, uh, very impressive from uh, the Panthers. Uh, you see them f- finding ways to still win games. Uh, the last few, uh, they beat uh, Minnesota 5-4 and then New Jersey 4-1 before that. So it's been a perfect th- and 6-1 against the Islanders. So a perfect 3-0 and to start this home stand for the uh, Panthers. A very disappointing uh, showing from uh, Philadelphia uh, last night after two straight losses over the weekend. They lost. I thought they played better against Tampa Bay last week in in a 4-3 shootout loss. They had a chance at them again last night, uh, and the uh, Lightning end up shutting out 
the Flyers 4-0. No Braden Point, no problem for them. And uh, I think there's something to keep in mind for everybody that bets NHL hockey on a daily basis. Don't just knee-jerk bet against a team with their best player out. Because look what Florida's done without Barkov. And look what obviously Tampa Bay did last night without Braden Point. No problem with a 4-0 shutout win uh, over the Philadelphia Flyers. Now the Flyers on the second of a back-to-back here. We'll see who's in net. But obviously with Carter Hart in net last night, you'd think we might see Martin Jones uh, tonight uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. The Flyers have not confirmed that yet. Um, If it does get confirmed, you know what I've got circled in this game, and that's Florida's team total over three and a half. I'm absolutely interested uh, in that bet, especially if Martin Jones is in net. It's minus, uh, or it's about even money right now. Or actually, sorry, it's minus 125, minus 130 uh, is the current price for Florida team total uh, over three and a half. And again, no Barkov the last few games, but in this three-game homestand, six against the Islanders, four against the Devils, five against the Wild. There have still been no issues, none whatsoever, for the Florida Panthers to find the back of the net. And Jarek in our chat backing me up here saying Florida over their three-and-a-half team total in every home game this year uh, that they have played. And obviously, you know, with Martin Jones sighting potentially in net for the Flyers tonight, I think it probably strengthens things even more. And uh, I was disappointed by the Flyers. I thought that was a night to show up for them last night. They didn't. Now they're on the second of a back-to-back facing a a Florida team that has been uh, unbeaten at home this year. It's not certainly a night that I'm looking to back the Flyers. I understand why the price has climbed in this game toward Florida. But I'm going to look more toward the team total here, especially if we get a confirmation that Martin Jones will be in net. So not made it official yet, but definitely will uh, if Jones is in net that I'll be betting Florida team total uh, over three and a half. Alex, Flyers, Panthers. Yeah, I'm comfortable betting that team total over three and a half as well, even if it isn't Jones, if it is Hart uh, once again, because we you know we talk about it all the time about how he's a much better goalie at home than he is on the road. Uh, and like this has been a house of horrors for everybody <laughs> playing in, in Florida right now. And you got Sergey Bobrovsky, who eight zero and two of the one point nine nine goals against. He's he's been you know pretty stellar. So there's no way you can lay this inflated number with Florida if you like them. The best thing to do is go with their team total because it seems like they like I said every uh, home game they're getting at least four or more goals. All right, Jimmy. Any thoughts, Philly, Florida? Yeah, hey guys, I'm I'm looking at this as a as a Panthers in regulation. I mean, I could see them winning by two goals, but just to be safe and you're not getting exactly the best bonus value you usually get on a puck line. So give me the Panthers in regulation here. And, you know, I'm going to go with an over in the first period, boys. Uh, You know, I like the value right now. It's not too bad. Uh, I could see them coming out, scoring a lot of goals. You know, you talk about the Flyers right now, and that team to me is one of the biggest enigmas in the league right now. So it's it's interesting to see which Flyers team we get tonight. We know, though, we're going to get a great Panthers team. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jonathan Huberto, as uh, someone mentions in the chat, absolutely to score a goal. Bennett, uh, there's a bunch of different ways you could go here. Duclair has been solid lately for the uh, Florida Panthers. And like I say, it's been a collective team effort offensively in the absence of uh, Alexander Barkov. And let's give Sergei Bobrovsky, who is going to be in net for the Panthers tonight, a ton of credit. He's an unbeaten 8-0 and this year, uh, in, undefeated in regulation, I should say, 8-0-2 uh, in his starts this year with a 1.99 goals against and 937 save percentage. So this is looking like vintage Sergei Bobrovsky. We haven't seen him play this good for an extended period of time like this in a while, and he's delivering right now in net for Florida so far in the early part of the season. Andrew, what are your thoughts here with Flyers-Panthers? 
I'll tell you what, guys. I mean, this has happened several times now over the past couple of weeks. Have you guys noticed that many teams that are going to Florida are playing these back to backs? You know, they they they. Yeah. It's what 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 kind of teams would you want to play in a back to back? I mean, I definitely these are two of the last teams in the league you'd want to play on back to back nights. Um, nobody likes playing back to backs in general, but back to backs against the Panthers and the Lightning it just it's horrible. Um, and you know, sometimes you like to look for a bounce back spot or predict the team to put forward a better effort, go watch some film, get some, uh, you know, messages from the coaches or leadership step up. I I'm not seeing that today here. Uh, I, I do not think we'll see a rapid bounce back spot, um, for, for Philadelphia after that game I saw yesterday, it looked flat. Uh, they couldn't really get much going. And what I liked about Tampa Bay's game was that once they got the lead, they protected it. And even though they won four nothing, you could have they could have easily packed that one in at two or three nothing, uh, and just defended. Um, happy they didn't, obviously, from a viewership standpoint. But it looked like the Flyers were a little bit flat. And uh, for a, a Panthers team that I expect to be um, on a roll, you know, I think I called this on the show uh, last week that uh, after that losing skit for them, they would get on a roll. And uh, I think that continues tonight. So I'm going to back them just like uh, Jimmy in regulation. All right, you can get anywhere from one minus one thirty to minus one forty forty five with Florida and regulation. So make sure uh, you shop around. See Guys, if you too can quick the- on this game too. Another th- thing to look at. I can't find it anywhere on Prost because I don't know if they have adjusted. He's in and Brassad's out. Uh, but Morgan For- Frost is taking Derek Brassad's slot in the second line there. Uh, maybe something to look at for some points and maybe a goal. Yeah, no doubt. I'm all. That's always the. Th- we've talked about this with the props. When I look at them, I want you know usually the player that's going to be elevated in the lineup due to uh, uh, injuries or whatever the case may be. And you're right with Derek Broussard out. You're going to get some elevated minutes here for Morgan Frost. Now this is not a guy that's always been a regular in the lineup. So uh, keep in mind that because uh, I know some books don't have him listed. So. Uh, you may have to do some extra searching around or maybe wait till sometimes with players that are just, uh, you know, up the lineup, they'll all of a sudden wait till right before puck drop an hour right. or so before posting the prop for that player, uh, either goal score, or proper points. So maybe check. The other reason I look at too is, that, you know, I was reading some stuff there. Some of the Flyers commentators saying, you know, they, this they're waiting for this kid to break out. This is a guy they had high hopes for. He just sort of hasn't reached his potential yet. So, you know, they're looking at this like, hey, kid, here's your chance right now. This Show us what you got, and uh, maybe you'll stick in the lineup. So you could get a motivated Frost there who knows that he's he's playing for more minutes. Even when Broussard comes back, he wants to still be in Philly and not go back down to Lehigh. Yeah, well, exactly. They've, they've expected him to be a, he was a great goal scorer in, in junior. I know that. He had a terrific junior hockey career scoring goals. Uh, and it's sometimes with guys, it just doesn't translate, or especially immediately to the NHL. So we'll see if Frost gets the opportunity and if he can take advantage of it with maybe more minutes for the Flyers tonight. All right, Winnipeg-Columbus. We've got Winnipeg minus 130 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Jets off three straight losses to the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Penguins. Uh, 3-1 loss to Pittsburgh. Look, if not for Tristan Jari and that Penguins bend but don't break, defensive effort in the first period that could have been three four nothing winnipeg uh, in the first period they were swarming the penguin net all over them and just couldn't find more than the goal they got and i was worried about that after that first period knowing hey you let pittsburgh hang around and winnipeg wasn't the same from that point on a pittsburgh game got better stronger as the game went on they get the big goal after late in the second period from jason zucker to tie the game one one uh, and then they end up getting the go-ahead marker 2-1 in the third and put it away with the empty net or 3-1. And Winnipeg had a really bad 
third period. They couldn't get anything going. Paul Maurice was not impressed. Uh, now they're starting a road trip, uh, and it's going to be a pretty lengthy one for the Jets. I'd expect I like that first game on the road trip spot. Columbus escaped Buffalo, but it was a pretty shoddy, shabby defensive game from them, uh, to be sure. And Corpus Salo and Nets had an up-and-down kind of year. And even uh, Merzlikens for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets hasn't been uh, that great lately. What I like from Winnipeg is they're talking about, you know, getting a little bit more uh, in the uh, tougher areas of the ice to score goals. They weren't happy that a lot of their uh, opportunities were from the outside against Pittsburgh. And you got to credit the Penguins for that because the Penguins defensively have played great so far on their road trip. I think they're going to find it much easier to find room and space and time out there on the ice tonight against this Columbus team, which is, by the way, coming home from a little bit of a road trip themselves. So bet on spot for Winnipeg, bet against spot for Columbus. I'm on Winnipeg here, minus 130, and I like over the total as well. Five and a half. Columbus has been one of those unexpected over-trenders, much like Dallas has been lately. That's what we've seen from Columbus. So, And I'm not liking the way their defensive game and their goaltending's trending, but Columbus is scoring. They're finding the back of the net, uh, and you got to give them credit for that. So Bjorkstrand stepped up. Boone Jenner's been scoring for them. Jack Roslovic was in a massive slump, and then he busts out of it for two goals against Buffalo the other night. So this team's finding the back of the net. So five and a half looks cheap right now with the way and the pace they're playing. They're top 10 team in goals for top 10 team in shots for they're also top a bottom 10 team in shots against. So Columbus is getting a lot of rubber to the net. They're giving up a lot of shots as well. So uh, I like the jets and over uh, in this game, Alex, Winnipeg, Columbus. Yeah. I like this first period over and that's something we've seen cash in uh, with uh, Columbus as well. They had a really weird uh, road trip too, because they had two out West then they had to cross the country, go play Buffalo, and now they're coming home. Uh, like I said, they've been scoring goals. They've been allowing goals as well. And like I said, Winnipeg starting a, a long road trip uh, like I said, and, and making an emphasis now on getting to the gritty parts and that getting traffic in front. Uh, they, they should have had the first period over in that last game against Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, only one goal in that first 20-minute span. But I think they'll be able to cash that here. And you're laying a good price, only a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen. I really like this first period over tonight. Yeah, I agree with those two props. Um, Tessier, uh, he didn't score against Buffalo, but I bet Tessier in that game. He's still been one of the better uh, goal scorers and forwards for Columbus lately. I like that price. And absolutely, you down with PLD? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, I'm down with PLD. Pierre-Luc Dubois tonight uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets against it's his hard to argue team. that one. I love that betting angle. At almost plus 250, I'm seeing uh, at some books for him to score a goal tonight. And with the way he's played, it's been a resurgent year for him now. First full season with the Jets. He never got on track after the trade last year. He's playing a lot better. Uh, so, yeah, uh, both of those. PLD for the Jets uh, and Tessier. Bjorkstrand, go with Bjorkstrand, too, because he scored the other night. Uh, he's getting chances galore uh, on a nightly basis so it's a good game i think to look at a few goal score props for sure jimmy winnipeg columbus yeah guys i mean i'm all over that first period over i mean thank god for our man there uh who's, who's always tweeting those stats to us uh at psu auto uh, like it's just it's almost money with with columbus to get that first period over and i like the total going over as well for the whole game so i got two plays there and then I'm with you, Ian. I think there's a great spot for the Winnipeg Jets. So give me the, the Jets on the puck line here. So three plays for me there. There it is for the first time. You know, it's going to show up probably more than once when we're talking a 14-game card. But <laughs> finally, Jimmy Puck line shows up here. Winnipeg minus one and a half, plus 180, like in the first period over one and a half as well. Andrew, Jets, Jackets. Give me the uh, the Jets here in this one. You know, I cashed a, a ticket that I was really um, high on on Columbus 
against the Buffalo Sabres. Boy, that was a crazy game, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely wish I ended up on my lean with the over versus my my strong. The over opinion. was just a little bit easier than the Columbus. Yeah, that night. yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sit here and bitch about a win, though. So I'm happy that I won. But uh, I don't like the way that they they played, you know, a full 60. Or I guess I should say they didn't play a full 60. Because that's what we saw out of Columbus and in that game again against Buffalo. And besides uh, a crazy first few minutes in that second period where they scored a few goals and Tukarski gets pulled, that's probably a loss against many other teams with the defensive performance that they put forward. Winnipeg off a, a real tough loss against a Pittsburgh team that's just proven to be incredibly hard to play against right now. You know, um, they are annoying. They are pesky. They're tight checking. They're physical, but they also have a lot of skill. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and, and they make you pay for it. Like, like you guys said, I mean, expected goal numbers said that game should have gone over. I had a small lean to the under just based on the way Pittsburgh's been playing. I think Winnipeg deserved more in that game uh, than what they put forward, though, and what we saw on the goal sheet. So give me Winnipeg at what I think is a reasonable price. And let's not forget, um, Columbus, they are without uh, Patrick Laine. Um, but we have uh, PLD, like you said, Ian, in the lineup for the peg. So uh, give me Winnipeg, I think, at a pretty good price. All right, Andrew Lincoln, Winnipeg as well. Boston and Buffalo, we've got Boston minus 250, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, you look at the Bruins, uh, Jimmy's talked about it, I've talked about it, just an inconsistent up-and-down team, pretty listless effort in their last game against Calgary, uh, 4 nothing. Talked about how this blue line is really not shutting it down uh, like they have in years past, uh, and that's been an issue. Uh, and, you know, we talked yesterday specifically, where's that Zidane Chara, Adam McQuaid, you know, uh, Kevin Miller type of presence to, you know, knock someone down, clear the front of the net. And we don't see the Boston Bruins defense doing that enough uh, right now. They've broken down. They've had miscommunication. They've had uh, people leaving uh, forwards wide open and prime scoring areas, which is just not like what we've seen from the Bruins in years past. So, They've definitely had some defensive issues to iron out. And because of that, looking from a totals perspective, we've seen this team 6-2 and two to the over in their last eight games uh, going into this one. Uh, Buffalo, we've talked about the last uh, game just now with Columbus, how they beat Buffalo 7-4. That was an ugly night for the Sabres defensively. And they're starting to have a lot of ugly nights uh, defensively. Uh, as when you look at it, not only goals allowed, but the shots on goal that they've allowed have gone up. They do play hard, but they don't always play well defensively. Uh, and uh, at times we've seen them have issues. The penalty kill has given up a goal now in all but one uh, of their last uh, seven games. So the penalty kill for the Sabres is struggling, trending in the uh, wrong direction uh, going into this game. Uh, it's just their defensive game is really starting to slip away. Uh, but they are still scoring goals, and that's been the impressive part. You're still seeing Buffalo, you know, these last two games against Columbus and the Rangers, they still scored four uh, in each of those games. Skinner has been able to step up. They, they're a better offensive team with Victor Olofsson. That will never not make me laugh and smile. I, I appreciate <laughs> course, you, That's why I do it. I'm, you know what? I'm having a long day today, I'll be honest, guys. I, I, I needed that smiley, and I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. It's what I'm here for, to bring smiles and chuckles to all uh, that watch uh, and listen to the ice guys. Exactly. Uh, Victor Olofsson's back. Uh, Dylan Cousins got a goal the other night. Tage Thompson, as well, has played better lately uh, for the Sabres. Uh, we'll see who's in net for Boston tonight. We're not sure uh, yet. Uh, you would think Allmark. He's projected but not confirmed. We do know for Buffalo – uh, it's going to be Farmer in the Dell 
uh, Aaron Dell in net for them tonight. And it's been a rough uh, start to the year for Aaron Dell. There's no question about that. 3.73 goals against average, 874 save percentage. Those are just not very good numbers whatsoever. Those are just awful numbers, to be quite honest. Um, and it's probably not going to get easier here uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins because the one thing we've seen, the, the Bruins, after getting shut out against Calgary, this is the prime spot you'd expect their offense to come back uh, and with a bang, with a with a with a bang here in this game against the Sabers. So uh, for me, nothing on the side. I think Boston wins. I just don't love the price. It's not a bargain by any stretch, but it's a slam dunk for me. Bet over five and a half here uh, with the Bruins and the Sabers, and that's the way we're going to go. We've been talking Boston overs for a while on this show, and we're going to keep uh, riding them with the uh, team really having some warts in their own end this season more than ever before. Alex, what do you think here? Boston Buffalo. I need to get like a red light or air horn or something on my phone to alert me or whatever Aaron Dell is starting a net because as soon as I find <laughs> out that's going on, it's an over. I pretty much texted everybody and, and, and messaged everybody I know. I said, Aaron Dell's in net, so we're going over five and a half for sure. And like I said, it, it's, I mean, it's not just him. It's the defense in front of him. You know, Boston, they're finally, uh, Buffalo starting to play like we expect them to play at the beginning of the year. Everybody was, you know, on the hype train saying they could be, you know, uh, the, the dark horse in the East, that's not, that's not going to happen there. They're finally <laughs> settling to the, to the bottom where, where we expect it. So uh, now you got you it's a, a Boston team, even though they are, I, you know, you wonder if they're kind of looking ahead. You don't really, you don't really talk about look ahead spots often in hockey, but you wonder if they're looking ahead to having that early daytime game, the ABC uh, Black Friday marquee game against uh, New York that daytime start, you hope that's not the case because they're playing Buffalo and they can kind of say, oh, you know, we could sleepwalk and get two or three goals. I hope that's not the case. I hope they're fo fully focused. But even with that, Aaron Dell and that it's five and a half, that's just the way to go. All right, over five and a half for Alex. Jimmy, I think uh, you mentioned this yesterday, so I think I know where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this over right now. But the thing is, though, guys, it, it, I don't know if this changes your point of view. And, you know, it's looking like Jeremy Swayman might get the start now instead of Linus Almark because Almark tweaked something. They didn't say what uh, in the game day skate. So Cassidy cautioned that it could be Jeremy Swayman. So I don't know how much that will change people's point of view. It doesn't for me because of what we got on the other side. You've got Aaron Dell between the pipes. And you've just got a team that, like I said yesterday, is playing shinny hockey. Doesn't seem to give a shit about team defense right now. Uh, they're just going out there. And you know what? I mean, when you're the Buffalo Sabres and you suck that bad, maybe you just say, screw it. Let's go out and have some fun. You know, maybe maybe that's the approach they've taken. And who knows? Maybe that will work for them. We'll see. But I see a lot of goals. So I'm going to jump on the first period over and the total over. But I'm going to stay away from the side because – you mentioned it's a great call by Alex looking ahead to that big marquee game on Friday. And also, if you go back and look at it, the Bruins and Sabres, um, I think if I got it right, they played a lot. Uh, they played a lot of games on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving in Buffalo. And I believe the last five times it's been Sabres are three and two. Uh, the last time, five times this has happened, it's one of those games that they usually tend to pack the building regardless of how bad the team is. It's a big drinking night in the United States. So it could be a raucous, raucous crowd in Buffalo, which if I was going to touch the side, I might look at these guys as a live dog right now. I really would. I, I could see that happening. You know what, Buffalo and Buffalo's actually surprised. You know, they beat Edmonton recently uh, in, in, a, in a recent uh, victory that they had. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh, although they had Tokarski kind of steal that one uh, in that game. But uh, yeah, uh, they, they pulled a surprise or two. And Boston right now with their back end is not something I'm looking to lay at minus 250. 
no, that is for sure. Not, not even close uh, in this one. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this one goes. By the way, Swayman, if he does play tonight, he's made eight starts. He's given up at least two goals in six of the eight starts. And he could be, only give up two. But I think as long as he gives up two, you're good for four, at least, I think, tonight from Boston. So, at least. At least with Dell and that and this Sabre defense, which is just uh, hemorrhaging goals and bunches right now to the opposition. So uh, that's probably still got a good chance to go over, in my opinion. Andrew, uh, Boston Buffalo. Well, Ian, you know, uh, the other day you were joking around about uh, James Duffy and, and talking about exciting games. And, and we were, you know, talking about how certain people think that uh, you can't watch a, an exciting 2 nothing game of hockey. And I think you can. I think all of us would agree you can, of course. Uh, we've been following hockey for years and we love the game. But there's something about games that involve teams like Buffalo where it's just like a zero shits given on defense mentality. <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like watching guys play hoops at the park uh, where it's pretty much, you know, just nonstop isolation. And the reason why I bring that up is because you know, uh, if we do have Swayman, like Jimmy alluded to, I still like the goals just because I think we have goal scores on both parts. But I think it's it's going to be just pond hockey out there. I mean, um, this isn't just, you know, from the previous game I saw from Buffalo. This is a lot of their games. Even some of their games that have gone under the total this year could have gone over. The expected goal numbers said it should have gone over. There's lots of chances that they create and they give up. And I think that their sloppiness is one thing that really makes them look a lot worse than they are. I'm not saying they are this dark horse uh, that we were just joking about, but they actually do create some chances. The problem is they, they give up so many odd man rushes and the Bruins do a great job of capitalizing on those. Uh, they will make you pay if you make a mistake. And the funny thing is, is some of these games that have gone under um, for the Buffalo Sabres have been in games against teams that are, just can't score or, or we're struggling to score at the time. But I think, I think the Bruins have the talent to make them pay if they can. But as Jimmy's pointed out to us, you know, get pucks deep on the Bruins blue line and try and make them pay as well. So I'll look over here. All right, Vancouver and Pittsburgh next game. We've got Pittsburgh minus 200 home favorites, five and a half, the total in this game. What a road trip for Pittsburgh, 11 to one combined score against Toronto, Montreal and Winnipeg. Uh, on that three-game uh, Canadian road trip. And now they face another Canadian team, but this time they're back home to do it uh, against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So, again, a little bit of a dicey spot for Pittsburgh, but it's got the sign of a team that's maybe going on a run because, um, you know, I thought the Jets were in a good spot Monday night and Pittsburgh still gets the job done. They've won three in a row. It's not like it was a lengthy road trip. Uh, it was just through Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg. The travel's not terrible getting back to uh, Pittsburgh from Winnipeg with the day in between. Uh, I'm just not looking to go against Pittsburgh right now, and I'm certainly not anxious to back Vancouver. Uh, obviously, we know this team is in a tailspin. Uh, the defensive end of the ice, for the most part, has been bad. Even their goal scoring, they got shut out by Chicago, one uh, nothing uh, in their last game uh, on uh, Sunday night. Now they go on this road trip. Uh, rumors are swirling about Travis Green's job security. Uh, you've got all kinds of question marks with this team. People pointing the finger at some of their top players. What's happened to Elias Pettersson's game? What's going on with Horvat? I mean, it's just a lot of the top players for Vancouver have not played their best hockey, and um, it's going to be a, a, a difficult task for them against this surging Pittsburgh team now. Usually I like to back a team first game of a road trip, but not one that's not that has, has no confidence right now, that isn't has got any part of their game working the way they want it to be. And you talk about a night and day difference between a penalty-killing unit 
Pittsburgh's penalty killing has been lights out. They have been amazing with the penalty kill, and Vancouver's been horrendous, hideous, uh, killing penalties for the better part of the last uh, month. Now, the last two games they were better, but it's very small sample size. It's going to be tested here by this uh, Pittsburgh team. Uh, this is a game I didn't get involved in, but for me, it could only be Pittsburgh in regulation. And actually give a lean to the under here. Vancouver slowed the pace down dramatically uh, in their last two games. Uh, you know, you look at it, they're trying to really tighten things up because they know their defense has been a sieve. They're trying at least to play better defensively. And is there a team playing better team defense right now than Pittsburgh? Not with what I've seen. And Jari's been good with that team playing well in front of him. So this could be that one game tonight where it's difficult to see the goals flowing uh, left and right. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Vancouver, Pittsburgh. Sorry, <laughs> responding to messages in the chat. But uh, Vancouver, I mean, Travis Green's got to be thankful this Thanksgiving that he still has a job. That's uh, first and foremost. I mean, the way that they're playing. Getting shut out by the Hawks is, is just, I mean, it, it's it's unfathomable, especially in that game. There was a ton of chances in the first 15 to 20 minutes of play, uh, and they just looked completely lifeless and, and just kind of gave up and, and fell flat at times. Uh, and now they're going to play a Pittsburgh team that, like I said, you know, Tristan Jari's, you know, finally, you know, found whatever he's been missing for the last two and a half, three seasons and uh, playing good in net. And this is a Pittsburgh team that, you know, they do very well at home. I would probably be looking at it at Pittsburgh puck line or maybe even Pittsburgh team total over. This is not on, on my official card. There's other spots I like more, but uh, there's no way I can back Vancouver right now. And I, I'd be stunned if, if they don't have a, a good five game road trip. I can't imagine when these two teams rematch back in Vancouver, uh, Travis Green will be behind the bench. Yeah, definitely tough sledding for the Canucks. Jimmy, uh, Vancouver, Pittsburgh. This is a Jimmy pass, guys. If I was going to go anything, I would go with the under just because of what you were saying, Ian, and the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing the best team defense in hockey right now. Yeah, they really tried to tighten it up against Winnipeg, and that was the game they won, the Canucks, and then, of course, again against Chicago. So that's the way they're uh, they, they're – they know that – Look, they've had issues scoring at times, but the bigger issues during the slump was just them giving up, you know, many games where they're giving up five, six, seven goals, and they know they can't win that way. So, uh, and they're going to be, they're going to have to because I don't know how much they're going to score. Like I say, I was beyond impressed with the team defensive effort, goaltending out from the uh, Penguins on that road trip. Andrew, uh, Vancouver, Pittsburgh. Yeah, similar to Jimmy, uh, Ian. Um, no real thoughts, but if I was to play, uh, I'll keep riding that under train with uh, Pittsburgh. All right, Minnesota, New Jersey. We've got Minnesota minus 120 to minus 125 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Devils, you know, continue to play pretty uh, impressive uh, hockey for considering who they've been without. Remember, Miles Wood's a key forward that's been out. Jack Hughes has been out for a while. And, and yet this De Devils team uh, has been competitive in a lot of games, uh, coming off a rather stunning win against Tampa Bay because of the fact they were down 3-1 going into the third period, and they rally for four in a row and beat Tampa Bay 5-3 in that game. On the other side, you've got Minnesota uh, coming off a disappointing uh, two-game Florida uh, road trip, 5-4 loss to the Panthers, and a 5-4 shootout loss uh, to the Lightning. But really, is there any shame in losing those two games? Uh, Andrew talked about it earlier. The Tampa-Florida road trip's tough for every team uh, in the league. Two of the better teams in the NHL, and you have to play them on a back-to-back -back like Minnesota did. It's not going to be an easy feat for anybody. The one thing Minnesota's done is not lose three in a row yet this year. They've avoided three-game losing streaks. Uh, this is a team that now has been off since that game on Sunday, so two days off. New Jersey's had rest as well, uh, but for Minnesota, a team that's on the road, 
Uh, the two days off definitely matters to them. And uh, look, I know the money's come in on New Jersey here, but I'm liking Minnesota at the better price now, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, I think this team is in a bounce back situation. They've been good at avoiding uh, long uh, extended losing streaks. Again, a team that's yet uh, to uh, lose three games in a row uh, yet this year. So I like Minnesota here, minus 120. Would lean over the total as well, just because Minnesota, uh, you look at them, it has been a big-time over-trending team lately. Uh, when you look at their last uh, several games, uh, they are on a 8-2 and two, uh, over the total run in their last 10 games, Minnesota. Uh, and that's the way it's been. And the one thing, New Jersey, no Hughes, and yet three of their last four games have gone over the total. So uh, I, lo- I like the over a little bit here as well. And certainly like Minnesota here off the two, ga- two losses in a row over the weekend uh, to the uh, Fl- uh, Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So for me, it's Minnesota. Uh, minus 115 and over six. Uh, There is one goal score prop I kind of like for New Jersey, though, and we've talked about him, Dawson Mercer. We've been talking about him multiple times. You're getting value with him in the prop market, uh, and he has definitely uh, found the back of the net a lot more recently. So keep an eye on him tonight for the Devils to maybe find the back of the net. And look, Cam Talbot's not been nearly as good lately either uh, in between the pipes. He's had some shaky uh, starts lately for the Wild. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Wild Devils? Yeah, I'm on the Wild here too. I actually got it minus a dollar twenty, and then I saw it drop like maybe five minutes later, a dollar fifteen, and that happens. Uh, as far as the over goes, I yeah, I want to play it at over six, but New Jersey scares me because there's there's some nights where all of a sudden the offense drops out, especially if they if if Minnesota jumps out like they I think they will, and they get a two goal lead early, then you know New Jersey might pack it in. And once again, that's the other kind of caveat to looking at some of these games. And like I said, this particular day, the day before Thanksgiving, you see these overs, but a lot of times you see those overs because one team jumps out in front and they just blow the doors off somebody. And you end up seeing a, a 5-2 or even a 6-3, 7-3 kind of game. So I think Minnesota wins here, but I, I just don't trust them to get five or six goals on their own. And I don't know if you know New Jersey, if, if they don't show up early, they may not show up at all. So I'm just going to play it safe and go with the wild on the money line. All right, Wild uh, for uh, Alex B. Smith in this one, Minnesota minus 115. Jimmy, Minnesota, New Jersey. Yeah, guys, I'm jumping all over that first period over in this one. I I, I think, and I'm also going to do the total as well. I just think this these are two teams that uh, can crank them in. And you look at this game right now, too, uh, the way like, I, I get what Alex is saying there, but I look at Minnesota, too, is going to want to bounce back. They want to they pour it on here. They know they should beat this team, but at the same time, New Jersey can sneak some goals by us. So, Give me the over in the first, the over total. And another thing to keep in mind, if not for that third period rally for New Jersey against Tampa Bay, this is a team that's lost four in a row, if not for that third period surge they had against Tampa Bay. So we can't act like it's been a phenomenal uh, one-week to two-week stretch here for the Devils. I mean, they really – maybe Tampa fell asleep a little bit, but other than that third period against Tampa, you know, they were that close from losing four in a row going into this game, and then maybe you're not laying a buck 15 or a buck 20 with Minnesota uh, in this game tonight. Andrew, your thoughts here, Minnesota, New Jersey. I really like Minnesota tonight. You know, I, I touched on those two, uh, the back-to-back spots against the teens from Florida, Sunshine State uh, back-to-backs, and – it's tough, you know, like I said, and I think that um, despite those two losses, I, I saw fight. I, I saw full 60 minutes of battling. Um, I saw comebacks and, you know, we all talk about sometimes what happens in shootouts or overtimes and all that kind of stuff as well. So one thing I like about this Minnesota Wild team right now, guys, and you guys know I always talk about this, which is kind of a broken record, but I like depth and I like it when it's not just one or two guys doing the scoring. And right now, 
you look through this Minnesota Wild team, their past three, maybe four games, uh, there's a handful of guys that have gotten involved, gotten a puck in the back of the net, or, or at least creating chances. So I really do like that. I like the price here. Um, I think Cam Talbot shows up. He's ready to go. Um, I've read a lot of stuff about this game, a lot of beat writer stuff. Um, and, and it just sounds like it's real good vibes in the locker room, but they're focused on getting a bounce back here. I like the fact they had a little bit of time between these games. And like Jimmy said, I mean, this is the team they should beat. You know, I, I think we're getting a pretty good price here. And, and you know, after playing two really tough teams, two of the best teams in the league, you got to bounce back. And also, you know, I like to handicap a lot of scheduling spots and road trip stuff. You guys know that. But this is only a three-game road trip. Um, so it sets up as, you know, two tough teams than a New Jersey team that can kind of play spoiler. Um, but you don't want to let them do that. You want to get off to a real good start. So I, I think Minnesota is a good play on spot here tonight. Um, and it's a good bounce back for them. They're not a team that I expect to go on huge skids. And the teams they lose to, I expect there to be teams that are a quality, just like Florida and Tampa. All right, St. Louis, Detroit. We've got St. Louis minus 135, road favorite, six the total in this one. Uh, we've got the Blues bouncing back from a uh, disappointing setback against Dallas uh, and beating Vegas 5-2. They fell down 2 nothing early in that game, and they erased that lead in the first period and then never looked back with the 5-2 victory uh, over the Golden Knights. Uh, they'll look to keep it rolling here against Detroit. Tough spot for Detroit. Brutal road trip for them. Really tough one. They lost all four on that road trip to Columbus, Dallas, Vegas, and Arizona losing in overtime uh, in the final game of that road trip. Um, now they're back home uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. The good news is the Red Wings get a little bit of a uh, benefit from the schedule uh, makers because they get three days following the end of that road trip. So they at least get a little bit of time to decompress, you know, get back home, settle in a little bit. So it's actually not the worst spot for a team returning home uh, off a road trip, but uh, definitely struggling at the moment. I kind of want to take Detroit here, but haven't liked the way they've played uh, and uh, didn't like the way they ended that road trip. And if you're the St. Louis Blues, you're going to be bolstered tonight by the returning Braden Shen, uh, who, of course, is obviously a significant piece to this team. Uh, one of your best uh, centers, one of your best top six forwards, a guy that scores goals, kills penalties, plays in all situations, gives you a little physical edge uh, as well. So having him back will help this uh, Blues team. Uh, I did like the over a little bit at five and a half because it actually has been an over series history or it's trended to the over in the series history with the uh, Blues and the Red Wings. But now that it's six, uh, I don't like it as much. Not to mention Billy Huso, you know, who's going to be a net tonight for the Blues. He's actually been terrific. 50 shots or 50 saves on 51 shots for him so far this year. So he's obviously played a lot better. Now, will he keep this going indefinitely? Uh, that remains to be seen, but uh, he is in good form right now. And in fact, you could argue maybe he should be getting more starts for the Blues because Bennington continues to be a little bit up and down. So uh, interesting game, just a small lead over for me. Alex, what do you think here? St. Louis, Detroit. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's not supposed to be a herd there. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was muted. <laughs> that, you know, honestly, that's kind of how I feel about this game, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's kind of a <laughs> hog That's me saying I'm like the under boys. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you know, before we crown Billy Huso as the next Curtis Joseph, I think we need to kind of take a step back and, and look and see, you know, the teams he's playing against now. Detroit has been up and down. I would kind of almost lean with Detroit here. This just feels like it could be one of those games where St. Louis is the better team, but they're on the road. Like we said, you know, you know, they're probably, you know, thinking about dinner 
more than they are in this contest. And then next thing you know, Detroit has a two nothing lead. So I could definitely stay. I would lean with taking the plus price. If anything, it's not going to make my official card, but I would not be shocked at all to see Detroit get the win here. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Uh, sleepy Jimmy, uh, Jimmy sleepy, <laughs> never mind Jimmy puck line, Jimmy sleepy. Uh, what do you think here? St. Louis and Detroit. That's my under symbol. Like I said, I'm going under in this one, boys. Uh, I, I just see a tight defensive game here and you know, both teams right now kind of just scrapping out there. So give me the under. All right. Like in the under, uh, Andrew blues, red wings. Here I am thinking about a nice quality, uh, afternoon coffee, Jimmy. And I, it sounds like you're thinking the same thing as oh, me. Yeah, I just we, cracked it boys. <laughs> we, could, <laughs> we could both use a coffee. Um, uh, you gotta love that for content though. The live chat just erupts after, after that happens. Good for content. Good for comments. Uh, you know, I look at this St. Louis team and they, haven't really been able to string together anything consistently. Have you guys seen that? I mean, it's it's been win one, lose one, win one, lose one, you know, have a dud here, play well here. Uh, and last game, they played real well. I expect the same thing again here in this one. Uh, I think that they're going to play against a team that has been struggling and, you know, played spoiler to start the year, but they're coming back to life just like the Buffalo Sabres kind of are. So uh, short and simple for me, I'm on the St. Louis Blues here. They're consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old saying, and that's true with St. Louis. We'll see if they can put two good performances together in a row tonight and uh, get a second straight win here as they take on Detroit. All right, that's half the card. Before we get to the second half of the card, talk about DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-timer, deflection, breakaway, However they light the lamp, you win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, don't worry. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net. Net you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, we move on to the Battle of New York. New York Rangers, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, minus 120. Uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Uh, COVID has its ugly vice grip all over the New York Islanders right now, uh, and it is not letting go. Uh, and it has definitely impeded this team in terms of performance on the ice. They've now lost six in a row. Things are getting worse. Uh, Six-game losing streak. The uh, absences are mounting now for this team as well. Ryan Pollock out, Josh Bailey out, Anders Lee, the captain, out. Still Andy Green out on the blue line. And the two most important uh, defensemen, of course, for the Islanders, Pellick and Pollock. I've talked about them. They've looked like a mess at times in their own zone in recent games without those two defensemen. And they're still out. And now you add Zdeno Chara, uh, the big guy. Uh, to the mix on COVID protocol for the Islanders, another starting defenseman. So that is one, two, three, four projected no regular starting defensemen on your blue line that are out now for the New York Islanders going into this game. And now to make it even worse, Brock Nelson has landed on the injured list with a lower body injury. 
for this Islanders team. So this is a mass unit of a hockey team right now, uh, and they're definitely struggling uh, more defensively than I ever have seen uh, in a long time. And of course, you're going to struggle. You got four of your six starting D uh, out of the lineup. You're going to have issues. Simple as that, especially when you've got a lot more inexperience back there uh, right now. And you saw it against Toronto, just running around in their own zone, hemmed in, things you don't normally see. Uh, from the New York Islanders. And that could be trouble against a Rangers team that we know can light it up. We know how good offensively they can be. Zabanajad, Kreider, all of a sudden, Kako Lafreniere are stepping up for them uh, of late. Uh, they get offense from the blue line from Adam Fox. Andre Miller has stepped up with a little bit of an offensive push from the back end. Uh, of course, Lindgren gets the game winner against Buffalo the other night. You think about all the absences in that Islanders blue line, and you think about the fact that they're struggling mightily all of a sudden in their own end. How's that going to work for them tonight against this Rangers team that is really starting to hit their stride offensively? So uh, to me, all things considered, the price looks more than reasonable here uh, on the Rangers, and I'm on the blue shirts here, uh, the New York Rangers, minus 120, and I'm also on over the total here in this game as well. I think there's some real value with Islander games over the total. Five and a half, even money. You don't have to lay any sort of price. And this is a shell of the same defensive team right now uh, with all the absences on the blue line. So Rangers and over in this one for me. Alex, your thoughts, Rangers, Islanders. Yeah, Battle of New York. You got a bunch of blue shirts that are going to be heading to this new UBS arena for the first time. Uh, and there won't be any defenders for the Islanders. So I'm on the Rangers. I got them minus $1.10 yesterday. I am on the Rangers over five and a half, which you can still get at even money, which is beyond insane to me. Uh, I thought for sure this we're going to see this number keep moving up and possibly even get to six uh, before it close. And uh, like I said, just I mean, it's going to have to be mostly Rangers, so you might even want to look at team total. If you, if you don't feel that the Islanders are going to do anything offensively or defensively, you could look at the Rangers team total over. But I think I think five and a half is comfortable enough. I think we should get at least one or two Islanders goals. The Rangers haven't really exactly been lockdown defensively, but their yeah. offense is more than capable of getting you three, four goals. Yeah, and the, the effort is still there. This is not an effort issue for the Islanders. They are still playing hard. They're just not playing well, and they're undermanned. You know, good luck with a couple key forwards out like Lee and Nelson. You're going to have a tough time. Good luck with four starting defensemen out, Green, Chara, and your two best by far, the double Ps, Pelican, Pollock. You're going to have a tough time. You know how good Pelican, Pollock have been on the blue line the last two years in the playoff runs for the Islanders? They've been pillars of strength. They have been towers of power uh, on the back end for the New York Islanders. They miss those guys incredibly, and they're finding that out the hard way right now. Jimmy, what do you think here, Rangers, Islanders? Guys, you want those Jimmy Puck lines? Well, I'm giving you the best, one of the best I think will be given in a while. I mean, how how are they, at, like, first of all, how how is the line so low, the money line, and then you're still getting such great value on the puck line? I mean, you're basically playing Bridgeport tonight uh, for the New York Rangers. I mean, they, they should, unless they just completely get cocky, like I, I sound to be right now, <laughs> they should just walk all over this this Islanders team. And I don't care about the rivalry. I get that that's a, it's a big thing. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's the first Rangers-Islanders game in UBS Arena. I don't care. The blue shirts are going to walk all over them. Give me the Jimmy Puck line on this one all day, all night. And the Rangers, I don't think are going to, uh, Rangers are going to be, I think, very, very fired up to maybe hand it to the uh, New York Islanders here. Because the one thing about last year's head-to-head -head series is it didn't end well for the Rangers. They lost the last four head-to-head -head against the Islanders last year. But again, that was an Islanders team that was uh, much healthier, <laughs> really, across the lineup than they are right now. So uh, I think you get the Rangers best here tonight. What do you think, Andrew? 
I'm on the over. Uh, I can't talk anybody off that side play. Obviously, I'm just going to stick with some goals here. Uh, I think there's a couple different guys that have something to prove uh, on the Islanders that want to make a name for themselves and, and kind of want to step up. Uh, and also, we see this team, you know, the struggle near the end of their road trip. Um, obviously, struggling to start things off at UBS. And, uh, you know, there's lots of injuries. And uh, and missing Brock Nelson's huge as well. Uh, this is a 60-cent line move that continues to grow uh, based on information, like Jimmy said, and it still isn't where it should be. Um, but I, I just expect goals from both sides and uh, hoping for a sloppy game here that results in some errors and defensive issues uh, that turns into some goals. So um, I'm definitely endorsing that uh, Rangers play, but I think we will see some some guys step up for the Islanders. I just don't think it'll be enough. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it, they'll, the, the effort's been there for the Islanders. It's execution. It's undermanned on the blue line. It's and it's and you're going up against some pretty good teams lately. Like they've played Florida. They played Toronto. They've had they've had a tougher schedule lately, too. And now you got a Rangers team that's surging and another very good team that you got to play. So it's definitely tough sledding at the moment for Barry Trotz and the Islanders. And I, uh, I, I want to ask, too, like, why are they playing this game? I mean, after what Ottawa just went through and. Uh, where are the Islanders now at this point? I mean, what what isn't the NHL getting about the situation? Yeah, why is the pause yeah. not well, happening? That, that's, that's the big talk point. everyone's saying. I mean, I think that yeah. I think that they're pretty much making every team wait. I mean, think about it. Ottawa didn't get it immediately. They didn't, right. they didn't get it right like, away. Is 10 players the threshold? Is that, is that what it takes? I guess so. Yeah, that's what it seems suspended? to be. Yeah, I mean, well, it's unreal. I, I don't understand the NHL, though, right? Because we know that the league does not want the players to go to the Olympics. They have been against it all yeah. along, and they conceded that. Yeah. You know, that was a big concession by them. <laughs> I mean, if I'm the NHL right now, like, eh, we can just use this as an excuse and keep postponing yeah. games. But, Jimmy, you know so soccer. I, I respect them for not doing that in that sense, but I think it's a dumb move for them to play right now. But I know you're a little Liverpool fan in soccer, Jimmy, and, and soccer, Champions League, or no matter what it is, especially if it's like uh, friendlies or whatever, like if, if you've got a bunch of injuries or you've got sickness or when there was COVID, you know, they were calling up like their their younger team. I saw like a team of like twenty three U team play a professional soccer team because all their main guys were out, and it's just about. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is with COVID right now, uh, and this isn't even getting into it. This is just not you know talking about science or anything. You can still contract the virus if you are vaccinated. So people are going to get it, and the fact of the matter is, the NHL seems like they're just like yeah, you know, have depth on your team, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm, not- I'm on Jimmy's side, but it seems yeah. like they're just like you know what. Everyone's vaccinated. If you get the virus, you have to, you know, take some time yeah. off. But what? they need yeah. to bring the taxi squad back because I, I just don't think it's yeah. fair to teams. Yeah, the, Islanders yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. the Islanders have had a brutal start. They had to start all those games in the road. And now to have to deal with, with this mm-hmm. when they finally get home, th- their season could be over after tonight. Don't yeah. have roster limits if COVID's going to strike. You're right. Exactly. Jimmy. As bad right. as it looks, it's looking like right now. And, yeah. it, and it leads me to, to say, I'll, g- I'll give out a bonus pick. And, and Terry Edelman actually was the one who uh, brought this up in the chat. Take a shot with Springfield tonight in the AHL. They're playing Bridgeport. They're already 5-0-1 against them. And and this is something I've actually looked at. When teams have depth issues before COVID, uh, you know, and they have to bring up a bunch of guys, then look at that AHL team. That's usually if they don't have a lot of depth in the AHL, then they're probably going to get smoked too. So uh, you could, you know, can't can't combine them together and it's low limits, but still, all right, hell, put 30 or $50 on. That's where I am, boys. I'm right here in Springfield. I'm like five minutes from the arena. Yep. There you go. Fade the AHL affiliate too, not just the uh, big parent club. Man, I uh, actually love that. I love that. I'll be that. 
It is. It's a great piece of advice from Al. And Alex will monitor AHL lines, and he yeah. he'll, he'll get involved with it from time to time when situation arises that, hey, we got a good situation to take advantage of in the AHL. Alex will indeed uh, be looking at that AHL board throughout the season when it uh, makes sense to uh, get involved. Uh, Vegas and Nashville. We've got uh, Nashville minus 120 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, even with the injuries, and I get that, that then they've obviously had a bunch, and it's still Pacioretty, Carlson, Martinez, Marcia, So Carrier. Uh, it's the same guys we've basically talked about now for several games in a row, and yet Vegas still continues to compete pretty uh, well without them. They're seven and three uh, in their last ten games. The one thing we've seen too from the Golden Knights is you like good teams off a loss, and Vegas has been that way lately. They've lost one, and they've gotten right back. Uh, in the saddle and won the next game. Lost to Detroit, beat Seattle. Lost to Carolina, beat Detroit. Lost to Vegas the other night. I think they're going to have a good chance here to bounce back. They're 2-0 on the road uh, off a loss this year uh, coming into this game. Now, Nashville escaped uh, past Anaheim 3-2, bouncing back from a two-game losing streak uh, in that one. But uh, I still think Vegas is better than Nashville. I like that we get them off a loss that they were disappointed that after that good start to St. Louis, they were not able to sustain it for 60 minutes. I think they go into Nashville, get the win. I like the road underdog price here with the Golden Knights. Uh, Alex, what do you think, Vegas, Nashville? I would be looking, to, leaning toward the first period over just because that's how Vegas has been trending. Uh, Nashville's just kind of been an up and down spot. We did get the regulation win with them against uh, Anaheim, but that game was was kind of spotty to say the least. I wouldn't be shocked to see Vegas come in and get some goals and, and possibly get the win here, but just a lean to the first period over. All right, just a lean for Alex, first period over. Jimmy, Vegas, Nashville. Yeah, guys, I'm on that first period over as well, and I'm just fully on it. No lean, going to go all in on it. Vegas has just been unreal with those two. And I also like Vegas on the money line in this game as well. All right. Vegas money line and first period over. That is true. They have been uh, good in the uh, first period over department. Andrew Vegas, Nashville, Vegas money line for me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not buying what Nashville is trying to sell me. Uh, I saw what happened in that Montreal game. And then even in their following game against the ducks, uh, the ducks had plenty of chances. And to be honest with you, I never bitch about the referees. I had a small play on the Ducks in that game, but I thought Nashville got away with lots of uh, stick work and stuff like that. And I think we'll see a team uh, this time around that can make them pay uh, big time. So uh, give me the Golden Knights. They're, they're getting back to their ways. Uh, great great, uh, great stuff with those period um, goals tra- uh, tracking uh, in the first period. Uh, Vegas continues to light it up. Um, I know we've been tracking these first periods really closely. And this is one you can't ignore, like like Jimmy said. So I'll probably have a small piece of that, but I do like Vegas here. And like you said, Ian, it's a good price, man. Yeah, it is. And by the way, Max Pacioretty, game time decision tonight. He is on the road trip with Vegas. He is nearing a return. It's going to be imminent, and it could be as early as tonight. So uh, obviously, we know that would be big for the uh, Golden Knights to uh, get Max uh, Pacioretty back. He's a game time decision. For the game in Nashville tonight. Anaheim, Colorado. Colorado, uh, minus 220 home favorites, five and a half uh, the total in this game. Uh, Colorado, not a good game against Ottawa, even though they won seven to five. Really uh, sleepwalking, mistakes, you know, just a little bit of uh, loose in the coverage in their own zone defensively. Maybe just, you know, fell victim to a fact that, hey, we got Ottawa rolling in here. They've been battered by COVID 19. Uh, we can just step on the ice and beat these guys. Doesn't work that way. You got to bring the work ethic. And uh, Colorado definitely shaky in their own end. Kemper shaky in net, but they survive and they win seven to five as their uh, offense exploded 
uh, in that game. We'll see if they can keep it rolling here against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, uh, Colorado, they've won four in a row. This is a large number. And, you know, one thing about this Anaheim team, they have now lost two in a row, you know, after that eight-game win streak. But both of those were one-goal losses here. And what I'm going to do here is when you look at the schedule moving forward here for Colorado, you know, this is the end of this homestand, or they got one more game, I should say, on this homestand against Nashville, uh, and then they go on the road uh, starting uh, this weekend. Uh, But when you look at Colorado here, this is a a tricky little spot for them. We saw them not play their their best, be as sharp against Ottawa. And the one thing we've seen from Anaheim is they've been right in every game. So this is actually going to be a little small flyer game for me with Anaheim. A little split bet between a puck line and a money line here. I've got half on Anaheim plus one and a half at minus 125. And just a small little pinch on Anaheim plus 200 uh, money line. Because the one thing about the Ducks is their young players are playing better during this run. And even in the two losses, they're right there with a chance to win the game. They're tied with Carolina. They give up the go-ahead goal in the third. They're tied with Nashville. They give up the go-ahead goal in the last 10 minutes of the third. This has got the makings of Anaheim, I think, hanging in this game, maybe having a chance to steal it. Like with the last two games, don't know if they're good enough to beat Colorado on the road because Colorado has found ways to win without Nathan McKinnon, JT Confer, among others lately. But I think this is a game where I don't trust Colorado to have Kind of like the Ottawa game. I don't trust them to have that full focus for 60 minutes here. And Anaheim's been in every game lately. So I'm going to go a little plus one and a half puck line on Anaheim and also money line plus 200. Split it up uh, between uh, the two uh, in this game. Uh, It's Darcy Kemper, by the way, in net for Colorado again tonight. Uh, Probably Gibson for Anaheim, but not confirmed yet. Alex, Anaheim, Colorado. Yeah, we're getting a great price for this first period over. Only laying a dollar twenty-five, or even one spot saw a dollar twenty-one. Uh, I thought for sure this would be a dollar forty at least, because this definitely feels like a game that could be a track meet. Uh, like I said, Anaheim is playing well, uh, and like I said, this is a Colorado team that you know the fact they were able to give up those goals back and forth with uh, Ottawa. And I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself that I wasn't watching that game because if I had realized the zigzag pattern, I would have been able to really kind of clean up with the uh, next score props because it was literally 4-4, each team trading off goals until uh, things went you know late in Colorado's favor. But this definitely feels like it could be more than two goals in the, in the first period. So even if you miss a goal quickly, you could probably get a plus price at the over two and a half and even cash with that. I feel like it's going to be that kind of a, of a pace early in this game. So go with the first period over right now with uh, Anaheim and Colorado and get a good value. Kadri, O'Connor, and even Kale McCarr on the blue line. Take your pick if you're going to look at props tonight. I like goal scorer props for all three of those guys uh, for Colorado. For Anaheim, the usual suspects, right? Uh, Zegras, Terry, guys like that is who I'd look for. I agree with that over. I probably will bet that over as well. Five and a half. I was a little surprised it wasn't six. I know Anaheim sometimes is not a team you think of as a team where you have their totals at six. But Colorado's just lighting the lamp right now. And as we saw, when they play an inferior team, sometimes that defensive game, they fall asleep a bit in their own end. So I wouldn't talk anyone out of the over here. I agree with that. Jimmy, Anaheim, Colorado. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Over, over, over. And just give me the first period over and the total over in that. And as well, I'm going to take a Troy Terry to score a goal. Uh, former U Denver guy going back to Denver. He's going to be psyched up. So let me get a prop on that as well. All right, good stuff. And finally, at his uh, point streak snapped, uh, Troy Terry. But what a streak it was, uh, for sure. Uh, Andrew, Anaheim, Colorado. 
Yeah, what a streak that was, and and, and we're still going to get good prices on him uh, moving forward. So I'll still be betting those. But uh, you know, I'm disappointed that uh, I talked about that over with Colorado and Ottawa. You know, said we'd see some sloppy play. Said we'd see a young team rested and ready to get back at it, and didn't play it. Uh, so I was talking with you guys off air. I've had success being low volume, but stuff like that's what pisses me off. Staying off games like that, you know. But uh, first period over for me in this game. I agree with the guys here. Uh, I, I think we'll see a good compete level out of both teams. And uh, what I like about this Anaheim team is, you know, sometimes right now, even though you want to see the pucks go in, even the games that they're, you know, not getting the best puck lock and not getting those bounces, they're still playing a full 60 and they're still creating chances. So, and Colorado's given up chances too. They've proven it. So unless we see a big change in one game to the next, I feel like we'll see a quick and fast start to this one. All right, next up, we've got Edmonton, Arizona. Edmonton minus 200, minus 210. A road favorite, six the total in this one. Edmonton in regulation for me, I've I've saved no reason to me, for me to uh, not believe in this team off a loss. They've been terrific, consistently uh, bouncing back. And look, that was just a uh, not the best game from Edmonton. You know, they're starting that road trip. You expected better, but give the Stars credit. They're on a home winning streak going into last night, and the Stars took care of business, four to one uh, victory uh, over the Edmonton Oilers last night. I expect Edmonton to be strong. They're fifteen and six, by the way. The Oilers, their last twenty-one on the back-to-back, second night of back-to-back. So they're another one of those teams that, when they're on the uh, second night of a uh, back-to-back set of games, they've been all right uh, in this kind of situation. You can get as low as minus one thirty. You know, in a lot of spots here with Edmonton uh, in regulation. I don't think you have to overcomplicate it. We know they're better than Arizona. Coming off a disappointing setback against Dallas last night, you expect focus here uh, from this Oilers team uh, for this game against uh, Arizona. Not to mention, believe it or not, the Oilers, they've got a little bit of downtime following this game uh, against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. You know, they're off for two days and they don't play till Vegas and then they're off till December 1st when they play home against Pittsburgh. So schedule kind of lightens up for them in terms of how many games they play uh, in a period of time. So uh, I think there's no holding back tonight for the Oilers. Uh, I think they bounce back here. They've been terrific off a loss all year. They're certainly better than the Arizona Coyotes. So for me, Edmonton and regulation minus 130, maybe a smaller bet over two, just because the one thing about Edmonton too off a loss, you look at results lately uh, after the loss to Detroit, what do they do? They score five. After the loss to Buffalo, what do they do? They score five. Uh, they have been scoring goals and finding that offensive gear after defeats for the most part this year. So uh, I would go over the six with the total, and I like Edmonton in regulation, minus 130. Alex, Oilers, Coyotes. Oilers off of a loss and uh, playing against a horrible Arizona team. This screams over to me, and especially you got Duncan Keith as well. He's hurt, uh, going to miss this game. So. Arizona might get one goal, maybe two, but uh, I think Oilers are probably going to get probably six on their own potentially. So I like the over six at uh, at pick and price. All right, like an over six here. Jimmy, Edmonton, Arizona. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Give me the Oilers in regulation and also give me the Oilers over on their team total. All right, so that's Edmonton in regulation at the minus 130. Edmonton team total over three and a half, which is anywhere from uh, minus 110 to minus 120. Uh, Andrew, Edmonton, Arizona. Yeah, well, you know, Ian, I saw this bet. It was so I got to bring bring this up to you guys because I thought it was so ridiculous. I know we have, we have a, a lot more games to get to, but uh, I saw a bet. It was plus five thousand for McDavid to score a point in the for the rest of the season in every game, and it bugs me that sports books make those available. 
because I saw people online betting it. I saw people betting this stuff, and it's ridiculous. I mean, one injury, one time where the team gets shut out, and it's it's like, come on, are you, are you serious, guys? Come on, he's a great player, but he's not going to get a point in every game here. Uh, and I just want to bring that up because that stuff bugs me. I don't care if that was plus 12,000. It doesn't uh, bug me because I don't give two shits what other people do with their money. All I know is I'm not do, putting that <laughs> in there, so that's all I concern myself with. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, Ian. We don't see that side out of you that, that much, Ian, but I like it. I like it. Uh, look, I have a uh, point prop uh, today uh, on uh, Connor McDavid over one and a half points, and you guys are going to think this is a crazy price, but I bet it at minus 150. And you can get him to score a goal of plus 100. And some might say to me, you know, why are you looking at this guy to get two points at minus 150? Uh, I'm on the Edmonton in regulation, but I expect a bounce back game uh, out of this team in general. Um, McDavid didn't get slowed down. He just couldn't really convert. But I think that it's going to be a top heavy type game for the Edmonton Oilers. It's kind of funny because sometimes in these games against lesser quality opponents, you might think that that could be a game where the depth comes to play. I think the opposite here. I think it's a perfect off a, a weird game, off a loss, um, a flat spot, if you will. Weird game for Edmonton last night. I expect an explosion here. The funny thing is not every single sports book offers it, but you can actually get over one and a half goals for either McDavid or Dreisaitl at plus 400. Not rare uh, for these guys to get uh, multi-goal gains. Dreisaitl has actually done it already tons of times this year, several times, and it's plus 400 to get uh, multiple goals. So, if you want to take the step up in class and not just get for them to get two points, uh, two goals is plus 400. I think it's going to be a route tonight. Yeah. And, and Arizona's actually played decent hockey lately, yeah. which is, yeah. sounds kind of funny Com- to say. Compared to what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> compared to themselves. Yeah, they won three of their last four, but, you know, Columbus. Yeah. Compared to know, themselves, Detroit, Alex. Okay. LA, who we're going to talk about in a second. LA is slumping. Uh, big time right now. Uh, those are the victories. None of them in the same class or even close to Edmonton. So, you know, that's going to be the issue for Arizona tonight. Alex uh, is like, well, compared to who? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, compared to them not getting any wins the whole year, Alex, they're, they've yeah. done something. Yeah, compared to losing every single game, pretty much at the very beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually a step up. It, and there has been a step forward for Arizona, but. We're not talking about, you know, winning one game to winning six or seven games. We're talking about being blown out and losing every game to like competing in games and winning a couple. That's where we're, that's the improvement for Arizona. And that tells you how bad they were uh, earlier in the year. Toronto, Los Angeles. We got Toronto minus 165 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. We mentioned the Kings. They're scuffling right now. It's been a uh, losing streak for them going into this game. Four losses in a row. It started with an overtime loss uh, against Winnipeg, but uh, on this homestand, it's been tough sledding. Shut out by Washington, lose 5-4 to Carolina, lose 2-1 to in overtime to the aforementioned Arizona Coyotes. I don't think the Leafs take the Kings for granted. Remember, Kings went into Toronto and beat the Leafs pretty handily. It was a flat spot for Toronto. They they didn't play well. They weren't. They just started the game poorly, and they were never able to recover from that point on, and they lost 5-1. And Jack Campbell was in net against his former team. They kind of let him down, hung him out to dry in that game. I think he wants to atone for that game. I think the team wants to atone for that game. And Kings aren't in good form. Leafs starting a road trip. I like the focus usually from good teams when they're starting a road trip like this. Toronto's going through the California swing, LA, San Jose, and Anaheim starting tonight. I think they get the job done for me. Toronto, another regulation bet for me. 
Toronto in regulation here, even money to minus 110 is what you can get with that. Lean under the total, too, because I think it's going to be quick versus Campbell uh, in this game. And you've got uh, quick, you know, trying to show Campbell that uh, he's the master and he'll beat him again, like the, the first meeting between these two teams. But I think Campbell, you know, really wants to uh, get this one for Toronto uh, as well. And what can you say about Jack Campbell? He continues to be just terrific, leading the league and goals saved above average. No goalie better in that statistical category right now than Jack Campbell. So this is your, and look, Toronto's a dead nuts under team right now. What can we say? I mean, they have completely converted into a team that's comfortable in these tighter checking, lower scoring games, just score enough and take care of your own end and, and let Jack Campbell do the rest. That's been, that's been the operating procedure lately for the Leafs. Uh, and as a result, they've been more of an under team. So lean under, and I like Toronto and regulation. Alex, Leafs, Kings. Yeah, shout out to DraftKings, our sponsor, who is uh, actually doing some boosts tonight with this game. They've got one for uh, for goal to be scored in the first 10 minutes. And uh, I think that's interesting. They should, you know, possibly maybe do some more stuff with that. I mean, we could talk to them about doing some boosts for the first period overs. Uh, but that's for another conversation. As far as this game goes. You should call that the Alex B. Smith boost right there. Because yeah, that's exactly uh, right your alley. Yeah? That's exactly what I was thinking. But uh, this game, I mean, and I, you know, it's funny. I, I've talked to some people. And they mentioned about Saturday nights with the Hockey Night in Canada games that we tend to see those kind of fly over. Because a lot of people know that there's families watching back home in Canada. There's really no equivalent for that here in the U.S. Like, like I said, maybe we'd see that with Friday with the ABC game. But, you know, playing the TNT game is not really going to get gas fired up uh, for the Kings or, or the Leafs. But that's something I might want to personally start tracking to see if there is some kind of a, a, a pace difference with these national TV games. But so far, that doesn't seem to be the case. I would look under as well. Jonathan Quick is starting. And he's been, you know, pretty good. We talked about Bobrovsky turning back the clock. Quick is turning back the clock a little bit. He's not, you know, prime 2012, 2013 quick, but he's definitely uh, formidable and, and decent. And if, if Toronto's not on their game offensively right away, and their passing is sloppy as shit. I don't know if you watched that game with the, the Islanders. Done that. They, got, they got the win, but they were making a ton of mistakes passing the puck, which should not be happening. And I, I, I mentioned on Twitter, I said, there's too many cooks right now. You got – all these guys like Marner and Matthews and Tavares and company, they all, you know, are thinking pass first instead of shoot. Uh, and, and then when they do pass, the passes are, you know, they're they're either, you know, being telegraphed and, and guys are picking them off or they just aren't making them cleanly. So that's something to keep in mind. So I would lean under here as well. Yeah, and two goals or less for the Los Angeles Kings in four of their last five games. So now going up against the Leafs, who haven't been conceding a whole lot of goals lately. Uh, tough sledding maybe for the Kings offensively. Maybe that continues tonight. Jimmy, Leafs, Kings. Yeah, I'm going to go under here as well, guys, and I'm going to take the uh, Leafs on the puck line. All right, under 5.5 for Jimmy and also Leafs puck line, which you can uh, get that now at minus 1.5 at plus 150 uh, in most spots. Uh, Andrew, Toronto, L.A. Yeah, I like the under in this game. You know, I I don't want to bet the side in this game, but I'm going to continue to ride these unders with the Leafs. It's uh, it's new times. Uh, this is a team that we used to automatically bet overs with or team totals, if that. And uh, now they're starting to play better defensively. They've changed things around with them. But, you know, I, I think that's what you have to do when, when you have the structure the Maple Leafs have. They have some uh, depth pieces. They have some, you know, um, what, what do they call it in the NBA? Kind of the role players, I guess. But... That's pretty much what this Leafs team is. And if they can get a, a Marner shorthanded goal or Matthews power play goal, 
protect the lead. Like, get the lead. You have a good goaltender now. Stop trying to play pond hockey. And that's what they've done. And, and I, I definitely have been impressed by it. And hats off to Jack Campbell. Uh, I have to say also, Jake Muzzins played a hell of a lot better than he was to start the year off. Um, he, his uh, zone exits have been great. Uh, that great that pass to Marner was outstanding on the shorthanded uh, goal there. So, but uh, let's not forget about the uh, the former Montreal Canadian, the shutdown guy, Philippe Deneau, uh, the history he has with some of these star players for the Maple Leafs. He'll be ready to shut them down. And uh, I, I think we've got a, a decent um, forward group that knows how to play defense in LA. You know, that when you say it's a good defensive team, a lot of times you think, yeah, they've got a great blue line. This LA team actually has de- uh, defensively responsible forwards. And I, I don't think you guys would disagree with that. Would you? Anybody? Like, I I, just, I think they, they actually take care of things, this forward group. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah right. They, they definitely have for the for the large part. So in agreement there. So Andrew Lycan under uh, five and a half year Leafs and Kings. Uh, all right. Great stuff. We're down to our last two games. Uh, the marathon 14 game card, Carolina and Seattle. We've got Carolina minus 135 minus 140 uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Now, give Seattle credit. It's been a tough stretch for them. Uh, They've gone through some really, really tough times. Obviously, a a big-time losing streak. uh, And they finally snapped out of that six-game skid with a win against Washington on Sunday night, 5-2 at home. was the end of a road trip, though, for Washington. You wonder about if the Capitals kind of flat, kind of uh, didn't have their legs under them. And they kind of looked that way uh, in that game. It was just not a sharp, crisp, terrific performance uh, from the Washington Capitals in that game. Now we're going to see if uh, Seattle can uh, follow it up with a win against Carolina. And I just will not go against Carolina off a loss. I just won't. You know, this is a hockey team that's another one of those teams where they have not lost two in a row yet. They've bounced back after every loss they've had this year. They lost to Florida. They beat Tampa the next game. They lost to Philly. They beat St. Louis the next game. And they're off a 2-1 overtime loss to San Jose uh, in their last game. Kind of like Washington, the way they played against Seattle. That's kind of the way Carolina played. Just passes weren't crisp, kind of like what Alex said with the Leafs against the Islanders. Just things weren't clicking for Carolina. And Rod Brindamore said that uh, after the game. So I expect the execution to be cleaner and crisper here. Seattle's had a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net now. To Philip Grubauer's credit, one of the better games he's played this year. Now, it was against his former team, the Capitals, but much better from Grubauer. 37 saves on 39 shots. Can he keep it rolling? Because he's back in net here tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken. And of course it's Freddie Anderson uh, in this uh, start for the uh, hurricanes in this one. But now that the price has come down, this was a pass for me initially, but we saw the line come down a bit from minus 160 to minus 135, minus 140. So it's made things a little bit playable here for the uh, Carolina hurricanes at this price. Now, Ethan bears out on the blue line tested positive for COVID-19, but they got a lot of depth back there. That's the one position. Carolina's got great depth. Even though they've still got Slavin, D'Angelo, Shea, Pesci. Brendan Smith is going to come in. He's been around the block. He's a veteran defenseman, played for the Rangers, played for the Red Wings. Uh, he, he's no slouch. He, he can get things done out there. So now with the price dropping a bit, I'm more interested now at the minus 135, minus 140 with Carolina. As far as the total goes, I mean, what can you say? It's been one over after another for Seattle. Either they're going to score or they're going to give up some, which they've done pretty much every game lately. So at five and a half, it's over the total for me uh, in this game as well. Side and total bets for me in this one. Alex, Carolina, Seattle. Yeah, I, I bet this, I mean, almost two days ago, it seems like now, but uh, definitely on the over five and a half here with Seattle and Carolina. 
And everybody watching, keep in mind, Carolina is going to play this game on the West Coast, and then they're going to have their Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what how their plans are going to go, but then they got to fly cross country all the way to Philadelphia on Friday, play a three o'clock local time start uh, against the Flyers. That might be a spot you want to circle the fade against Carolina. They could get the win here tonight, but I don't even want to take a chance with the side. I like the total, like I said, uh, Carolina's. You know, Brenda Moore made it a, a point that they need to be. Uh, you know, cleaner with the passes, get better chances, and they're going to be able to get a ton of great looks against Grubauer in this defense right now. So five and a half on the overs for me. Yeah, and a couple props, too, for me for Carolina. I'm, I'm back on Seth Jarvis, even though he finally didn't score uh, the other night. I'm going to back that bet that one more time at around plus 300. And Marty Natchez as well. Marty Natchez has definitely shot the puck more. Uh, he's, of course, getting, you know, top six minutes with Trocek and Nita Ryder. On that second line, Jarvis is still on the top line with Ajo and Teravainen. So you're going to get both of those guys getting opportunities. So Jarvis and um, Jarvis and Natchez uh, for me for goal scorer props tonight for Carolina in this game. Jimmy, uh, Carolina, Seattle. Yeah, I'm liking that over as well, guys. And I'm also, I think it's a good spot for Carolina here to bounce back. Give me Carolina in regulation. All right, Carolina in regulation, which you can get close to uh, actually plus 110 in most spots with that. So good price there. Canes in regulation. Uh, Andrew, Canes and Kraken. Hate to do it, guys, but uh, not much for me in this game. Uh, looking forward to seeing what both teams can do. So watch and learn game for me. All right. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Final game on this 14-game Mammoth Marathon Wednesday NHL slate on the eve of Thanksgiving. And a reminder, good time to remind you, we're not here tomorrow. Obviously, there's no games. Uh, everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving, and we will be back on Friday, noon Eastern. Special time on Friday, noon Eastern, earlier with so many day games. Uh, we'll be on Friday at noon Eastern with the Ice Guys uh, on Friday following Thanksgiving. So join us for that. Uh, Ottawa and San Jose, final game on this slate. San Jose minus 175 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. I got to give the Ottawa Senators just an absolute boatload of credit. I mean, it's uh, off for a week. The COVID-19 uh, you know, outbreak, you know, ravaging through the team. Uh, they still were able to get at least the majority uh, of their players back uh, for that game against Colorado, although a couple were still missing. And the effort they put up in that game was commendable uh, against a very good streaking Colorado team, uh, seven to five. Uh, they, you know, the offense came to life, a balanced uh, uh, offensive onslaught. It was Zach Sanford with a hat trick for Ottawa in that game. They also got uh, some goals uh, later on uh, as uh, from uh, it got a couple goals from the blue line as well. Artem Zub chipped in Josh Norris with a power play goal uh, for Ottawa for, for them to be out that long and just getting everybody back on the ice, not really having a, have a full schedule of practices either at all following the outbreak. I mean, very impressive to see the effort uh, that they put up there uh, in that game against the uh, Colorado avalanche. And I know there's a one and eight hockey team uh, in their last nine games, but the one thing we're starting to see from San Jose is not able to follow up a win with another. We're starting to see that from the Sharks in recent games. Beat Buffalo, lost to St. Louis. They beat Calgary. They lost to Winnipeg. They beat Minnesota. Uh, they end up losing to St. Louis. They are off a big overtime win against Carolina. And James Reimer was good. And he's going to be in net tonight. And we've talked about it. He's been the better goalie than Aiden Hill lately for the Sharks. And I think even Bob Bugner starting to find that out. Uh, for the San Jose Sharks going into this game uh, tonight. But I like the price here with the Ottawa Senators. I like the uh, resolve and the effort I saw out of them against Colorado. Uh, Matt Murray is going to make his first start in net since November the 9th, a couple weeks ago. 
so, you know, he's been in one of the guys in the uh, COVID protocol. And, yeah, he struggled. It's a little bit of a, you know, tough bet to make when you consider Matt Murray's winless in his starts this year. Uh, but this is all about the price. And what I saw from that Ottawa team the other night against a very good Colorado team and my lack of faith in San Jose putting two good wins and two good games in a row together. So we're going barking with the dog here. Ottawa plus 155 uh, in this one against San Jose. Alex, Senators and Sharks. It's a pass for me. Ottawa slightly makes sense because they're a dog and they're in a spot against a team that they've done fairly well against. They've won nine of the last 13 meetings. San Jose, like I said, they're just completely inconsistent right now. You don't want to lay a price with them. But also Matt Murray is coming back and starting in that. So you kind of wonder where's where's he going to be? I don't know. It feels like it could be an Ottawa over game, but there's better spots on the board for me, so it's a pass. Yeah, hit the like button, everybody watching on YouTube. We're at 135 live viewers uh, on this massive marathon edition of the Ice Guys show. So hit that like button. Uh, make sure you do that. Uh, it helps us out quite a bit, and we thank everybody for tuning in to today's uh, show. Great card, and hopefully it plays out that way uh, tonight. Jimmy, uh, what do you think here, Ottawa, San Jose? It's a Jimmy pass for me, boys. All right, Jimmy pass. There we go. Jimmy. All right, Senators and Sharks, Andrew, wrap it up for us. All right. Well, I, I think that uh, Ottawa could keep it going. Uh, I mentioned that they're a team that is young and they've got plenty of guys that can step up. And um, I, I don't really think there's one or two guys that I'll count on for props uh, tonight for them. But I like what they did against Colorado. I like that they, they don't really mind who their opponent is. They step up. And I think in this game in particular, you've got them playing a team that is kind of wondering who they are and who they're going to be here. You mentioned it, Ian. This was a team that was great off the start of the year. They had that great road trip that I distinctly remember that I was like, man, is this team going to be good this year? And, and then they've kind of been up and down since then, deal, dealt with some COVID issues. Um, I actually like the sense here to get the job done. Um, and I think it's actually, you know, a good value play. Um, yeah, and I think that with this team, they're either scoring or they're not. There's no in between with the Ottawa Senators here. So I'll let them ride with some confidence and hopefully get me to a win. All right, Ottawa riding with Ottawa as well uh, as a road underdog in this game. Yeah, it was uh, you know the fact that they and they put a they were actually leading Colorado five to four in the third period uh, the other night. Keep that in mind. So I think anything similar to that type of effort and performance tonight, and they're going to have a real shot in this game uh, to go on the road and beat this uh, San Jose team. Remember, San Jose is still not scoring a bunch of goals. They're only three and six their last nine games, and in the last six games they've scored ten goals combined. All right, 10 uh, in the last six games combined. So, and now that team's laying minus, you know, 170, minus 175 in this game. So uh, that makes them, I think, a little bit of a dubious home favorite tonight in this one. Man, guys, this was awesome. What a card, what an analysis, what a breakdown to have all four of us breaking down this 14-game slate. So much fun, so enjoyable as always. We hope everybody watching and listening to the ice guys show today enjoyed it as well we'll wrap up the show with best bets like we always do uh, alex we'll start with you what do you like for best bet all right so i know a lot of people who are watching this probably won't get a chance to watch us on friday so what i'm going to say is one everybody have a very happy and safe thanksgiving uh and then friday if you do if you can join us we'll be on like you said at, at noon eastern uh, for the day games you know bring your turkey leftovers your sandwiches your, i like to shred up turkey and do tacos uh, and then also keep in mind, visit the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We will have 25% off all day for Black Friday. So definitely wanted to mention that as well. Also, DraftKings College Hockey Special, 
bet the over six on Gophers and uh, North Dakota. That's up right now, minus $1.10. For best bet for tonight, I'm going to go with Anaheim and Colorado first period over minus $1.25. I think both teams are going to have some good offense rolling in that one. Uh, that could be an absolute track meet. I think they'll get at least two in the first 20 minutes. So we'll go with the Ducks and the Avalanche. First period over is my best bet for tonight. All right, Anaheim, Colorado, over one and a half, minus 120, first period. Uh, best bet for Alex P. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like for best bet? Give me those New York Rangers on the puck line, boys. Uh, just take care of business of a depleted Islanders team uh, on in Queens there. So I like the Rangers, minus one and a half. All right, Rangers minus one and a half, plus 200. Uh, Rangers puck line, best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, Andrew, uh, best bet for you. I'm going with the Wild, uh, Terry's team, as my best bet here. Uh, the Wild have been a team that I was involved in earlier in the year quite a bit that kind of uh, slowed down with them. But uh, I'm telling you, that uh, back-to-back against Tampa and Florida, it's not easy. And uh, despite, you know, zero Ws coming out of that back-to-back, hard-fought effort, uh, group effort, a lot of guys getting involved in the score sheet, and uh, I think they'll be uh, ready to go and motivated to get back in the win column against New Jersey tonight. All right, great stuff. Uh, Minnesota, uh, minus 115 against New Jersey. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. I'm going to give thanks to everybody uh, watching and listening because I'm going to do something. I don't think this is a first for me on the Ice Guys show. I'm going to give you three best bets today. Three. Three best bets. Not one, three, because I can't decide between all three, and I really like all three. Winnipeg minus 130 against Columbus. Boston Buffalo over five and a half. Sorry. And the New York Rangers, a little safer than Jimmy, money line, uh, minus 120 uh, against the New York Islanders. So there you go. Three best bets for the price of none uh, for one show right there. Uh, A rarity. Uh, So there you go. Three best bets. Is there a best of the bestest? There is no. They're (laughs) equal. I I think we go two and one or better. Uh, That's what I'm hoping for. So uh, Winnipeg minus 130 against Columbus. Boston Buffalo over five and a half. New York Rangers minus 120 against the New York Islanders. What can I say? I love the card, and I could have gone further. You know, there are a lot of other bets that I mentioned yeah. on this show that I like yeah. quite a bit as well. So it's one of those cards. Let's hope for a big night. Uh, those are my three best bets, and that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys, our final show before Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll say it to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy it with your family. Enjoy it with your friends. Enjoy the camaraderie. You know, this is the time to come together uh, at this time of year. You know, like we say, Dick Vitale said it well. That was emotional last night, his return. Need more love in the world. We do. Hmm. You know, you need to, you know, get past differences we have with each other and see the good in people and come to a common understanding, you know, in a lot of situations. And nothing reinforces that like the Thanksgiving holiday. And we should be thankful for all the things we have uh, in our lives for sure. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody watching and listening. We cannot do the show without you, uh, your support. We certainly give thanks year round uh, for your support and tuning into the ice guys uh, on a regular basis for sure. For Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy the games and good luck on this Wednesday night. And we will talk to you again on Friday at noon Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.